I'd like to begin my first podcast of White Hot Glory with a little bit of testimony. I was an addict for the better part of two decades. I got addicted to pain pills and it escalated from there. I was, I basically got high on anything I could get my hands on. Um, I've done, I think, every drug on the planet except for crack. And drugs ruled my life. Even though I was raised in the church early on, I was embittered toward the God that my parents claimed to follow. And I know that today my mom is a is a practicing Christian. Um, but when I was little, the things in the home didn't model what was portrayed at church. And so I... I said I didn't want to have any part of their God and decided that I hated God. I remember telling God that I hated him at age five. My parents met at Big Calvary and I was um, dedicated by Chuck Smith. And I'm telling you guys, I know that Satan sees God's children and just wants to take them out. And I'm also going to go as far as to say that if you or somebody that you know and love is so deep in addiction right now that you see no way out of it or see no way out of it for them, that the only answer is Jesus Christ and that that person or you are probably addicted Because Satan does not want you or them to fulfill the purpose that God put you or them here on earth for. Now that I am on the other side of addiction, I can see what Satan did, what his tactics are. And that makes me dangerous against Satan's kingdom. Because I've come on the other side, I see how he comes in, how tricky he is, and what he what he does. So a big portion of this podcast is going to be where Satan pre- presents himself and his tricks and his uh, influence into the sin that we see a lot of today in the world. And a lot of sin that even Christians don't know that they're committing. I remember being about, oh, I think about 18, I think about 18 years old, 19 years old, sitting around a table, rolling on ecstasy, smoking a joint with pornography in the background, talking about God and how I believed that there was a God and how I thought that I was getting to heaven. And the, a couple of the guys were at the table and they said, wait, you believe in God? And I said, yeah, of course, you know, God created everything, but I don't think he really has all that much to do with me. But I know I'm going to heaven because, you know, I've never killed anybody and I'm not a bad person. I don't hurt people on purpose or anything like that. And you guys, I'm, I'm telling you, I was so deceived 
and completely blinded to think that I was going to heaven when I didn't believe in Jesus Christ or have a relationship with God and Jesus Christ is is so scary to think back on. And I thank God and praise him for not allowing me to die in my sin. That I am here today to please, please beg you guys to not make the same mistakes that I did. Um, my drug addiction got so bad that I ended up living with my boyfriend in a tent and he's actually not with us today. He passed away um, the summer of 2018 or 19, 18, the day that I started my, my job. Anyway, um, he's not with us today. And I went through a lot with that guy. His name was Justin. Um, he actually got me into a branch of the adult industry and it was just a very very dark time in my life um I worked at a strip club for a short time and I the reason I did all of these things you guys the reason why I chose drugs and chose men and chose sin and excitement and partying and raves and all that stuff is because I did not know who I was in Christ. I did not have a father who sat down and and read to me out of the Bible and said, this is what God says about you. I can't tell you how important it is for all you parents out there listening for you to walk out your faith. I think the most damaging thing that parents can do to their children's faith is hypocrisy. Pray in front of your children. Choose to do the right thing in front of your children. And the longer that sin becomes more prevalent and accepted in today's society, um, the stranger your life is going to look. Right now, I don't have cable in my home. I don't listen to secular music. And and that is a, a personal conviction, um, just simply because I don't want to waste my time on that stuff. I wasted my time on all things not of the Lord, and it got me in jail, um, addicted, almost dead. And today, I live my life for Jesus straight along the line. I am not perfect by any means, but every day I wake up and I decide I am going to live for my Christ Jesus, Lord, Savior, and Redeemer. I hope that something that I've said here has struck a chord in in somebody's heart out there. There is hope. The world is getting very scary and very dark, but I am not afraid. I used to suffer from anxiety and depression so badly that I tried to kill myself. 
and I used to sit in my bed under the covers and shake like a chihuahua and cry for no reason at all. The moment that I decided that I was going to stop living for myself and stop doing things my way and look to God and got my instructions for life out of the Bible instead of listening to you know, what the psychologist said and what the therapist said, except for my Christian therapist. He's wonderful, a wonderful man of God. But I digress. The moment I took my eyes off myself and I said, okay, Lord, okay, Jesus, if you're real, show me and I will live for you if you show me that you're real. That is when my whole life radically changed. I no longer suffer from depression. I no longer suffer from anxiety. I am going through some of the, the most difficult personal issues in my life right now. But I am able to pray through them and have faith and put all my hope in Jesus Christ. You guys, there are so many promises that God gives you in the Bible that you won't discover unless you open his word and look. Once at my very saddest moment when I first got clean and decided to live for Jesus, I was crying in my bed in the rehabilitation program that I had voluntarily gone to. I missed my daughter so much and I didn't want to stay in this place because it was hard. We had to wash our clothes in a bucket and do very humbling things that I had never done before and didn't want to continue doing. But I cried out to the Lord. I said, God, I need your comfort. You say that you're the comforter and I need that comfort now. Please help me. And I opened my Bible, and I opened it to Isaiah 51, and 51.3 is what caught my eye. And the Lord said to me, For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it, thanksgiving and the voice of Melody. Now, my daughter's name is Melody. I actually have two. My eldest daughter's name is Melody. And I knew right then and there that Jesus was real. And that he was going to help me. And he did. And that verse took on so many different meanings. I ended up working for a florist and I lived in the desert. So my desert was like the garden of the Lord. And I learned how to be joyful and grateful. And I got to talk to her on the phone, you know, four times a week for hours. And so it was the voice of Melody and he did comfort me. So I want to give you hope, and that hope is in Jesus Christ. And if you've never cried out to him before, and you've never really opened your Bible, I encourage you to get on your knees and call out to Jesus and ask him if he's real, and if he is to show you. And if you pray that prayer, just that simple little request with your whole heart, he will make himself known to you. 
in ways that you cannot imagine, in ways that you will know that you know that you know that Jesus is real and that he is the son of God and that he loves you. I am three years clean today. Uh, my birth, my sobriety birthday was a, a little while ago, but I have three years clean and there was a time in my life that I didn't think I could do three days clean without some sort of something in my system. I haven't even had a cigarette. And I've had, I've had syringes of heroin just appear outside on the ground um, and, and full pipes of speed appear on, in a bush that I just happened to be next to. And I'm telling you guys, you know, there was a time in my life where I never would have been able to throw away drugs or voluntarily smash something or flush it. And, and now that's not even a second thought. I mean, thinking about drugs today makes me sick to my stomach. And I just want to let all of you know that that freedom is available that you can get to that place. But the only way to find freedom and, and really amazing, abundant life of peace, even when the whole rest of the world is crazy, to have peace because you know that God loves you and that he's in control, it is a wonderful thing. It's magnificent. <laughs> I can't even tell you how, how incredible it is to be free of all anti-anxiety drugs, all antidepressants. You know, I'll take a Tylenol here or there if I have a headache or a muscle ache, and, and that's it. And once upon a time, I didn't think I'd be able to get through a day without benzodiazepines or antidepressants or cigarettes or opiates or, you know, you name it. There's freedom in Christ, and I just want to give you a message of hope. So thank you for listening. Tune in next time. I hope to have a guest speaker with me, but I'm not quite sure which direction the Lord wants me to take yet. So please pray for me as I pray about what he wants me to tell you. God bless you guys.